Another very common question we get at vansage.com, and I get an email, is with regard to uh, induction cooktops, and in particular 12-volt induction cooktops. So I thought I would get on that first just to get it out of the way because uh, it's it's problematic. Um, and, it you know, I was searching around. This stuff is complicated, and I'm not the best with electrical. I tend to defer to experts on the topic of electrical in general. I can handle myself at a basic level, but when we get into the math and whatnot, well... Anyway, uh, enough about that, other than to say that I found a great comment over at Sprinter Source. Uh, someone had asked, you know, where do I get a 12-volt induction cooktop? And the comment goes like this. It's from P.T. Chambers, and he says, You do realize that a 12-volt cooktop at 1,800 watts would require 150 amps, huge wiring sizes to minimize losses, and any switching would have to use very large contacts and would require a massive battery pack to be able to use it very long. So very high amps with 12 volt, it's no good. You don't, you don't want to mess with that. So all that to say, let's, let's just move on. There aren't any 12 volt induction cooktops. If you want to run a, uh, an induction cooker in your van, then you need a, a, an inverter unless you're hooked up to shore power. And it's that simple. So either a 12-volt or 24-volt to 110 or 240 inverter. I, I'm going to go ahead and include a link here. It's from a site called the Engineering Toolbox. And it shows amps and wire gauge in 12-volt electrical circuits, uh, charts and graphs, and how to, uh, to choose wire gauge for various amps at 12 volts. And it's, it's, very, it's very useful stuff. So you can see for yourself in this chart, if you're a disbeliever in what I just read you with regard to 12 volts and uh, induction cooking. So moving along, we'll talk more about portable induction cooktops. We've got a great article, Portable Induction Cooktops at Vansage.com. It's just the, the induction cooktops that we've found to have the highest rating and the best features and also portable. So we've, we're f- focusing on some single and double burner cooktops. Our, my favorite is the Ductop double burner induction cooktop. It's, people love it. The ratings are high. Um, it's got lots of settings and bells and whistles and gadgets, and it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful machine. So check that out. You can just go to vansage.com and, and search for induction to find this. But I wanted to talk specifically for a couple of minutes about my experience with induction cookers because I'm somewhat um, uniquely suited with regard to that since I've traveled a lot in Asia and Europe where most of the cooking is done on induction cookers. And that's because the kitchens tend to be, especially in Asia, kitchens tend to be smaller and less kind of outfitted because people eat out more. Food is cheap on the street. Uh, There are restaurants everywhere, food carts everywhere. So cooking at home is is less of a thing, even in the kind of lower, I'd say lower middle class, not that there's much of a middle class in in Southeast Asia. But at any rate, uh, with regard to condos and hotels and Airbnbs and other rentals, 
there it's almost always going to be an induction cooking and a small portable unit sometimes built in but not very often so i've used a lot of them i've used a lot of different brands a lot of different and i pay attention to you know to them to the details <laughs> because it all transfers to the you know the van life stuff so anyway what i'm getting at is that there are some peculiarities about induction cooking that i think are important to keep in mind and definitely limitations. Now, everybody prefers gas, including me. It's just a better way to cook. The heat is direct. It's infinitely controllable. You can really blast your food if you need to. The heating is very even. The flame will distribute beautifully across the bottom of just about any pan. So, I prefer gas, and and I actually prefer to cook outside on a white gas stove, such as a Coleman. Now I know a lot of you are, are don't do that. By the way, inside your van, don't use a gas at all inside, unless your everything is open and and your stove is near the near the outside, an open open window uh, or door, both actually, all of the above, plus fan on with gas. So um, I'm speaking specifically in terms of CO2 and just how dangerous that can be. But that's one of the reasons to get an induction cooker. And honestly, the the van I have right now doesn't, isn't really suited for carrying both, uh, both an induction cooktop and a gas cooker. But when I am in a larger van, I do keep both because it's just really nice to have the induction cooker for inside cooking when the weather's nasty and stuff like that. But that's really the only advantage as far as I'm concerned to uh, uh, induction cooking over gas, um, other than, again, being able to do it indoors. So uh, now some of the finickiness of them, you know, they very rarely adjust evenly from one temperature to the next. Each cooker tends to have kind of radically different uh, systems for for adjusting heat and timers and you know, notoriously, they will uh, they will lock, and then you have to. I was in a in a Airbnb in Croatia, and the induction built-in induction stove locked on me, and I, for the life of me, couldn't figure out how to unlock it. Well, so finally, I got on YouTube, and it was very complicated to unlock. It was like, you know, hold the power button for fifteen seconds. Now push you know, burner one, four times, now push burner two, three times, et cetera. Some bizarre combination, completely unnecessary and frankly, quite frustrating. Um, luckily, I only locked that thing once. Most of them, the locking is just you hold the lock button down and and then it unlocks. But I'll, that's another factor, by the way, or another aspect of induction cookers that I'm not crazy about is that the buttons are are odd in because they're they're touch sensitive so some of them are wonderfully sensitive you just you just tap it and and you get an increase in temperature or the burner is turned off or on or the power or whatever you need um but many of them you kind of have to hold your finger down for one and a half seconds or stuff like that and and that gets weird and and time consuming to kind of deal with and uh, frust- can be frustrating, especially when you're trying to time something like an omelet or something more complex like that, and uh, you don't want to be monkeying around with with insensitive uh, buttons. So 
Yeah, that's another thing I'm not crazy about. And then there's the whole issue with regard to steel and the sensitivity of of the type of pans or the or the vessel that you're cooking with. So, and what the long and short of that uh, to simplify it is that your pan or pot needs to have iron, steel, or or magnetic uh, properties in order to transfer the heat from the induction surface through to the pan and, and thereby allow the pan to heat up so you can cook. Now, there are uh, aluminum and even copper pans where the manufacturers have incorporated iron, steel, and or magnetics uh, into, uh, that is, in cladding in the pan so that you can use the fancier materials. So there's lots of stuff out there. There's also a cool thing that is called an induction cooktop plate, and that's just a steel plate that you put on top of your induction cooker, and that thing gets hot. And then you set your pan on there, and and you can you can cook. Now, temperature variability is going to be an issue there because now you're waiting for this slab of steel to heat up and cool down. So it's probably best to just go ahead and get some some steel, iron, or and or magnetic pots and pans to cook with. That's going to be much simpler. Uh, if you're going to get if you're going to go all in on induction, then go all in. Get the right pans. That's the way to go. And so I'm going to go ahead and put a couple links in show notes here to uh, our favorite induction cookers. Uh, I'll I'll put our top-rated single burner and our top-rated double burner links in here. And also I'll put, of course, the link to our article where you'll find information about how to cook uh, well on induction and what the pros and cons are and other stuff like that. And we've got some links to some great cookware and... Uh, ideas for for how to use use induction in your camper van. All right, thanks for listening. Hey, I hope you're enjoying the show. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Camper Van Podcast. The Vansage newsletter goes out every Sunday evening, and if you're not signed up for that yet, well, you're missing out. Packed full of valuable, fun weekly features, product resources, videos, photography, exclusive content, and other cool van life stuff. It's easy to get signed up, only takes a few seconds, and the link to do so is in show notes right there in your Podcatcher app. And while you're at it, I have a quick favor to ask. Please take a few seconds to send that link to friends, family, post it to your social media feeds, etc. It really does make all the difference and will allow me to continue publishing this show. Okay, that's it for now. Take care, have fun. I'm glad you're here. Enjoy the adventure. I see.